his agile fingers, he began to instruct Chapel in the fine points of shoemaking. It was a simple matter. He had only to wait until Chapel was in difficulty, and then Lou would start the same piece of work on one of his own shoes. He would catch the eye of Chapel and work slowly, painstakingly, so that his neighbor could follow the idea. Before long, Chapel was an expert, and even the carping trusty could find no fault. Now charity warms the heart. A gift is more pleasant to him who gives than to him who takes. Lou Alp, having for once in his life performed a good deed, was amazed by the gradual unlocking of his heart that followed. He had lived a friendless life. Vaguely, delightfully, he felt the growth of a new emotion. When the time came, he had leaned over to pick something from the floor and had whispered sidewise, What's the charge? The other had made no attempt to reply guardedly. His glance held boldly on the face of the sneak thief as the latter straightened again on his stool. There was a slight tightening of his jaw muscles, and then Chapel said, Murder. How? It was a frame, answered Chapel, a dirty frame. And then Alp knew the meaning of the spark behind those eyes. A little later, Chapel put his first question. "'And you?' he said. "'They frame me, too,' said Alp, and with marvelous skill he was able to put a touch of a whine even in his whisper. "'The dirty dogs frame me, too.' He hardened his face in lines of sadness, prepared to meet unbelief in the eyes of the other. But there was no questioning in Jack Chapel's mind. Instead, he sat rigid on his stool, and his eyes flamed at his companion. Then he smiled. The last bar was down between them. He admitted the sneak thief into his friendship. About his past, Chapel was reticent. He was not going to attempt to get even for the double cross which in the first place had brought him east, and then lodged him in prison for a ten-year term. His vengeance was barred, for it was a girl who had engineered the whole scheme to save her lover. Alp learned of this reticence with amazement. If a strong man had injured him in a similar manner, he might well have postponed his vengeance. But to withhold the heavy hand from a woman, this was a thing which he could not comprehend. A new event came. Chapel was planning an escape, and he confided his plan to the sneak thief. That night, Lou sat in his cell and brooded. If he took part in the attempt, it meant a probable recapture and a far heavier sentence for breaking jail. The other alternative was to tell the prison authorities everything. They would make him a trustee at once, lighten his service, and cut his term as short as was possible. On the other hand, a still small voice kept assuring him that if he betrayed Chapel, he would sooner or later die by the hand of that man. There was a third possibility to remain quietly in the prison, say nothing, and take no part in the attempted escape. Lou Alp had not sufficient moral courage to be reticent. As a result, he found himself dragged into the plan. On the appointed night, after five minutes of quiet work and murderous suspense, he stood outside the black walls a free man, with Jack Chapel at his side. Instinct told him, as strongly as it tells the homing pigeon, Safety lay in the slide across country to the all-sheltering labyrinth of Manhattan. 
but the voice of Jack Chapel was stronger than instinct, and Alp started west with his friend. They had aimed for a district safely north of Jack Chapel's home, had ridden the beams as far as the railroad would take them, and then plunged into the wilderness of mountains on a road that led them here. The night before they had spent in a small village, and there, with his usual ferret-like skill, Lou learned of the payroll which was to go the next day from the village up to the mine in the hills, under charge of two armed men. He had told Chapel, and the latter insisted on a hold-up. "'I'll take what's coming to me and no more,' he said. "'What's my time worth for two years? I don't count in the pain or the work or the dirty disgrace, but write me down for a thousand a year. That's two thousand. Well, then you come in.' A year and a half, at the same rate. That's thirty-five hundred the world owes us, and here's where we collect. Thirty-five.